Well, hello there. This is Robert Berry, and welcome to Retro Crush, the podcast, episode 59. It's 59 podcasts of goodness coming straight to you via the beauteous wonder of the Internet. Got a good show for uh, you lined up tonight. I've got an interview with uh, comedian and raconteur Keith Lowell Jensen of Sacramento's uh, I Can't Believe It's Not Comedy Troupe. It's always a pleasure having Keith on the show. And I've got a special exclusive Retro Crush podcast-only interview with Corianka Kilcher, who is in the new Terrence Malick film, The New World, which tells the story of Pocahontas and John Smith. And I'm going to play that first, and then we'll get to Keith there. Um, i got to tell you, when I first saw this movie in uh, December at a press screening, um, it, it was really hard to... Uh, to understand how I felt about it ultimately uh, this is a film that um, is long and um, if, if you're familiar with the work of Terrence Malick uh, he gave you the World War II film a little bit ago called The Thin Red Line and um, very atmospheric very slow very moody very poetic um, and just beautiful movies um, and The New World tells the story uh, set in 1607, 400 years ago, about of uh, Pocahontas and John Smith. We've seen this in a Disney cartoon, but uh, what was it really like? You know, they they really weren't singing about the colors of the wind um, and having giant sunflowers uh, dancing around in the sky. Um, if you think about this, uh, 400 years ago, you have the the Algonquin Indians there on the uh, the natives there on the coast uh, of Virginia, and they just see these uh, three ships landing there. They don't know what the hell these things are. They're just like alien creatures landing on our Earth, as uh, as weird as that to them. And uh, the colony of Jamestown is settled. This is before the Pilgrims landed. Uh, before a lot of things uh, happened in America. This is you know some of the original American settlers right there. Uh, the white American settlers, for sure. But uh, th this film uh, captures this well. Terrence Malick ends up... Uh, he uses no special effects. In fact, I read that he doesn't even use special lighting in this movie at all. And, um, you know, he just uses natural lighting and natural effects for every scene in this film, which makes it kind of interesting. And it, it's... The nature scenes in this film are beautiful. I mean, you'll 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 see just you know maybe a minute of just grass blowing in the wind, and so the, the, you know, this is not the kind of movie that if you're used to seeing something like Gladiator or uh, something just you know high action, you're you're not going to get that here. There's certainly some exciting scenes and some action scenes, but it's just a, a very artistic, um, calmly placed, beautiful movie. Um, Colin uh, Farrell is in it as John Smith. Uh, Christian Bale is a character in this as well. Uh, Christopher Plummer's in the film. But the standout, incredible find in this movie is uh, a, a woman uh, by the name of Corianka Kilcher. And I say woman because uh, after I saw this film, I just thought, wow, you know, w what an amazing actress playing Pocahontas in this film. And it wasn't until um, I had an appointment to interview her that I found out she, she was only 15. That makes sense because Pocahontas, uh, it's estimated the time that she met John Smith w may have been only 13 or 14 years old. So casting a 15-year-old in this part 
um, was amazing. And it was amazing to meet her. I, I got to go to San Francisco at the Ritz-Carlton uh, Hotel, had a fun time, and uh, I met up with her there. And um, just, just you would never guess that, that she's 15. She's, she's an incredible talent. And um, I, I think if you see this movie, you'd, you really will, will notice that yourself. Now, the, the cut of the film I saw was two hours and 40 minutes long. And I just got some recent info that, that they've chopped 16 minutes off of that. So perhaps some of the slow pacing problems I had with it are alleviated by that. But um, it's totally worth checking it out. If you're, if you're even just remotely interested in this story of um, New World Settlers... Uh, and what maybe Pocahontas and John Smith's relationship might have really been like. I, I think this is something that you should see. But but just to see this uh, brilliant actress in action is just amazing. And so uh, I'm going to play for you um, an edited audio uh, excerpt of some uh, video I did. I'm going to put the, the video of the interview up shortly as well so you can kind of see what she's all about. If you go to the front page of RetroCrush.com, you can see a... Uh, a still capture of, of what she looks like as well. And I'll put a link to the trailer. But um, I'm going to play the audio from the trailer and go straight into uh, the interview. I ended up interviewing with, with, with another person. Um, we had to do, she was so booked, we had to kind of share, and we were going back and forth with the questions. And I have to admit, I wasn't kind of fond with some of the line of questioning that he was going with. So I edited his stuff out. So that's why some of this might sound a little bit disjointed. But uh, here's uh, a little bit of a trailer from um, The New World, and I am going to play the interview. So, enjoy. By the way, you're hearing music here from James Horner. Um, brilliant soundtrack in this film as well. Just just gorgeous to listen, to listen to through the whole thing. Just very ethereal. Reminds me of Peter Gabriel's The Passion from the Last Temptation of Christ soundtrack. You're a curious man, Smith. What is it that you're looking for? I've always believed that something good was in store for me. Destiny all my own. so cold during some of these scenes wearing uh, those outfits there. Was that a, your Virginia coastline's not particularly warm. Was a, is that rather challenging to wear that outfit on a consistent basis and stay warm? Or? You know, it, it was extremely cold, especially, you don't see this in the movie, but in some scenes I, I go 
in the water and um and you know it was extremely <laughs> cold um but I, I really felt i was so much immersed i had immersed myself by then so much into my character that the coldness felt kind of soothing in times when pocahontas was in desperation or something mm -hmm. like that so it, it had a soothing effect on me even though it was cold and i really felt that it helped me even more so be in this in the character of Pocahontas. What was it like working with Wes Studi? I love Wes to death. He's so cool. I mean, he was. I I I love his acting. I I admire his acting. Um, and I I didn't get the chance to work with Wes too much. Um. But when I did, he was just phenomenal. He was he was really great, and he's such a funny, wonderful guy, and he's so serious about his work. So. Uh, did you film the scenes in England on location in England? Uh, the we, scenes in England. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we went to we went to England. We were filming there for two. How weeks. how is that much of a Help. For being in, uh, how many months did it take to film the Virginia-based scene? Four and a half months in Virginia, and then and immediately two weeks went to England right after that. Yeah. Was it kind of a, a, a culture shock to be in this environment for so long, and then suddenly it was? Be in this I was world so there? sad when I left, um, but I, I really felt that it added to to the way I was pl playing the character of Pocahontas. But it was it was really sad because it was like. I was leaving a life behind that I knew of freedom and and nature and all this stuff and going to England and becoming a confined English woman and right. wearing these corsets and stuff. And did you get used to wearing a corset at all? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I actually had bruises on my sides when I went to, to London because I could barely walk up the stairs. I was walking like a a cow or something. I, I was like, I trying to get up the stairs, but... After doing monstrous amounts of press for this film, um, I'm sure it's been swallowing up all of your time, and I guess, depending on whether it gets any Academy Award consideration, it'll probably add an awful lot more mm. for your time. But what, what are you looking forward to doing when you actually have some free time again for a while? Well, I hope I do another movie. I, I, I adore acting. Um, I, I, I probably will be working on my CD with all my original songs inspired oh. by the making of this film and going to Musicians Institute, go kite surfing, do Wushu Kung Fu and, and all this other stuff um, and hopefully go traveling. Is it, well, if you could uh, just sort of close your eyes and handpick a a movie part to be your next part, what kind of role do you, would you really love that to be? You know, a very meaningful film where where I can bear my whole heart and soul into the character and have different dimensions to the character and different depths of light and darkness in the character um, and just throw myself blindly in there and not know if I'm going to be right or wrong. Um, and. A, a script or a movie that that will give some somebody something to think about when when they walk out of the movie theater, um, or sends a good message or something like that. I I'm having lots of meetings for some phenomenal scripts.
Um, but I'm just doing promotions right now, sure. so I have no clue what's going on. So you, a lot, you got a lot ahead of you there. The what? Sure. You got a lot of things ahead of you for sure. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Just scares you really badly there. The Exorcist. The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. I mean, okay, it's, it it made me not want to be up at three between three and four o'clock in the morning again, and you know just that vision, like that was the scariest part to me is the the thing where she's laying on the floor and her boyfriend's on the bed and is looking for her and she's just like like that. I was like, oh my God, somebody help me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's. I, I refuse to watch it again because it took me a while to be okay to, to be awake at night. <laughs> yeah, I was always afraid. Like when I would get around two, like three and four, which is usually when I sometimes write my songs because I'm like not tired at all. I'm like, okay, time to go to bed. <laughs> well, that was a the fun experience for sure. Uh, definitely a short interview, uh, as you can hear, but. Uh, but it was just uh, really nice to meet somebody that could possibly even be a Best uh, Actress uh, nominee in the Academy Awards uh, coming up here soon. Um, just really fun to meet her. Um, poor thing, but what, <laughs> she, I guess, was doing interviews from t- – I interviewed her at 5.30 p.m., and she had been doing interviews virtually nonstop since uh, 10 a.m. in the morning. So she was just drained. And after I was through and just checking some of my equipment, uh, her mother sat down and talked with me, and a very charming lady as well. Um, and uh, just it was really fun to kind of kind of learn about her. Her name's Corianka Kilcher. Um, she's Jewel Kilcher's cousin, um, the singer there. And um, the name Corianka, uh, her mother told me she got um, from she tr- she waited two months to name her daughter to find the perfect name, and she found that a uh, Cory means golden and, and Anka means eagle. So her name means golden eagle so i thought that was kind of nice um mother cares a lot about her and it looks it's definitely shown in the way that she raised her there so um hey speaking of so this movie opens this weekend um check it out if you really want to see something special in a, in a well-made movie like i said it's, it's just please go in there with the right expectations expect to be patient uh maybe see a, an earlier evening show if you go to see this film at like nine or ten at night you might get a little bit tired but if you're patient with it and, and, and enjoy it properly, I think you'll find that it's quite a masterpiece there. On a totally different note, um, a film that I saw a preview of last evening that I just love to death is uh, The Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Um, here's a bit of the preview for this. Georgia Bird spent her life. One was Bird. Mr. Williams. Dreaming of possibilities. I suggest you get with the program, Miss Bird. Yeah. You're just scared of some man getting a hold of that booty of yours. <laughs> Until the day. I was wondering sometime if you're free. I'll get it. Yeah. Oh, sh- Fate. This can't be right. Changed everything. I got three weeks to live? I feel great. I just finished a fat flush. Remember you said life was too short to live the way I do? You see, Mr. Damien. Excuse me, would you mind... I'm sure a disciplined woman such as yourself has a very useful purpose for this money. I'm just going to blow it. 
So yeah, there's the setup there. Uh, Queen Latifah is a uh, department store worker. Uh, finds out that she's got three weeks to live, has all of these dreams, so she decides to drain her life savings, cash in all of her uh, IRA and bank accounts and savings bond, and she flies to the Czech Republic to stay at the world's finest hotel, the Hotel Poop, it's called, and um, and meet her uh, favorite chef. She's really into cooking. This movie is just so damn charming. Um, you can't believe it. I mean, it's a perfect role for Queen Latifah. Uh, I know she's been in some kind of stinky movies from time to time, like that awful thing with Steve Martin, but she is just so wonderful in this film. And it's probably one of the best feel-good movies that you'll see in a long time. It's not feel-good in a stupid, zappy way. It's it's, it's genuinely funny. Uh, the characters are really good. It'd be really easy to have stereotype characters in this uh, film. And even uh, the bad guy characters are great. Um, you know, I heard Roger Ebert uh, talking about this film, so it's hard to not think about what he said about this film as I talk about it. But um, he was dead on in, in, in talking about how, um, despite itself, it was just such a great movie. He went on to say it's as good of a, a holiday film as uh, um, the one with Jimmy Stewart that I can't remember. <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life. Oh, my God. Um, it's a life. But uh, it's just such a great movie. Um, Gerard Depardieu is fantastic in it. LL Cool J is very charming. Queen Latifah is great. And it just, it's a good movie to make you feel good about yourself and what you really need to do with your life. And you know, it definitely sends you the message that you, know, you don't have to wait and know that you're going to die to do all the great things that you want to do before you die. And so it's, 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 it's just very inspirational, very funny. It doesn't insult your intelligence, but it has a lot of fun. Um, there's actually some very good slapstick comedy in it. Um, a very thoughtful script, very caring. Uh, and, and if you want to just go on a, a good date movie where you just want to feel good in, about each other and yourself as you walk out of it and don't want to watch people getting hacked apart to a million pieces in some hotel, um, check this one out. It's totally worth your time. And um sure hope that we can interview Queen Latifah someday here. Um, so from those two high-quality pieces, uh, we're going <laughs> to take a downward turn here. Um Keith Lowe Jensen's one of my best friends, and we've had him on uh, an early podcast where we, just there's something about I, I, I really like talking to him. We just can just kind of shoot the breeze, and it just ends up kind of fun, at least for me to listen to, and I, I hope it does uh, for you as well. Um, I tried an experiment here where I just called him uh, unannounced randomly and see if I can make a good call out of it, and I'll let you be the judge uh, as to whether or not I was successful with that. Hey, Robert, how you doing? <laughs> so I, I didn't know I, I had a uh, before, but I didn't know if it worked the little conference button, and then I wasn't looking, and I guess I hit it. Hey, how do I sound? Uh good. I know from the uh, number you're calling me on, you must be using Skype or something funny. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. I'm trying to. I, I thought I could call you and, and have a funny conversation to record from my podcast, but it's not. Oh good man, so far. trying to um trying to keep from losing my voice because I have to be on stage for three shows this weekend and I'm getting over a cold. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll try it another time. Yeah, I know. That's not real exciting. <laughs> hey, hey if, if you can I ask you, good? let me ask you a question, Keith. All right. Hey, I've got Keith Lowell Jensen, longtime friend of Retro Crush and frequent contributor. Um, I hate that damn website. Keith, hey, it's, I know it's no uh, panhandlingbanana.com, 
But he, oh, great. He, now I have to go buy that URL. Thanks. <laughs> Actually, why lie I need a beer? No, no, it's just rockass. It's just rockass.net slash panhandling. Now. Okay, well, if you heard that, folks, but uh, you just wrapped up your your panhandling uh, project, right? Kind of. We got we got a couple things left. Actually, we, we just got approached by some energy drink company to do product placement <laughs> on the uh, on the uh, off ramp. So we're trying to trying to hook them for as much money as we can. Yeah, you know, well, and for those of you who don't know, Keith uh, did a. Uh, He's doing this ongoing kind of performance art project, uh, social experiment, where he's panhandling all sorts of different ways. Panhandling dressed as Santa Claus, dressed as Jesus, dressed as a corporate uh, burnout, uh, as a banana. As a mime, that was my favorite. As a mime, yeah. And uh, he's, he's filming these uh, for, a, for a soon-to-be hit documentary that you'll see at a film festival uh, in your town. But, uh, We've just well, so got a couple of interviews lined up with the uh, Sacramento Police Department, Citrus Heights Police Department, and I think we got Roseville Police Department to talk about panhandling laws. So that'll be an interesting add to the. And you know, it's funny. I, we, we talked a little bit about this before, but since we last talked, I saw a um, a piece on some news channel in, an, in another state, but they were talking about um, they followed uh, th- their gimmick was. Uh, Finding people that will work for food and see if they would actually work for food, and of course, none of them right, right, hardly right. would. But I, I was surprised that they were really still purporting this myth that, uh, oh yeah, some panhandlers can make several hundred dollars a day. It's quite a lucrative business to be a panhandler, and, <laughs> and, and you're finding with just all of these crazy gimmicks, and no matter how hard you try and how funny that you're making this, I mean, I mean, literally, what's the most that you were able to make in one day? See, that's the thing, is, is if I wanted to prove their point, I could, by, by isolating one hour of one day. I did make 30 bucks in an hour, um, and that was, but it was very close to Christmas, it was the Christmas shoppers, and I was outside of the post office, where you're going to find a lot of Christmas shoppers. Sure, so I mean, <laughs> you, you were in probably the most giving uh, mood time that, that anybody would, would, you know, same reason nobody goes to volunteer at the soup kitchen on June 12th. <laughs> you right, know. and so... So what I was able to do during that hour is hardly indicative of what I'm able to do the rest of the time. There have been times when I couldn't get two bucks, and there have been other times when I, you know, brought in a good 30, 40 bucks. So that noise is me pouring some drinking water because my throat hurts. I, I promise I'm not using the restroom. I thought someone I was peeing in your mouth. But it's great. Another classy interview with RetroCrush. <laughs> David <laughs> watch out. Watch out. Hey, there's no spin here, man. You're in the no spin zone. Yeah, yeah, I can just see you asking uh, that. You're, you're, you're so has anyone ever peed in your mouth? <laughs> you're in the sit and spin zone, I think. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, we well, go. Cool. Now, now, now you've got some, uh, for, for those of you that, that uh, we had, uh, I think it was episode 47, was it, that we'd spotlighted? Uh, well, we go to the podcast link on our site, but we had that, I can't believe it's not comedy troupe that you... Uh, have created and spearhead uh, a lot of some of the bits from there on there, and you're playing in Sacramento right now. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, a- we just sold out all three shows our opening weekend. Got a great review in the Sacramento Bee, so things are going good. And how many more weeks? Will you, what? What? How long are you playing until? What? What date? Uh, in in 2006. Well, we're supposed to play until February 11th, but now he's talking about extending it into March if ticket sales keep going the way they have. So. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but 
I've been talking about extending you into March, if you know what I mean. Um, but uh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I think we should we should become a podcasting team someday. That would be great. I'm actually very interested in uh, my next project being getting a a podcast going where we um, use the Ickbink actors to get some uh, skits and storytelling. Everybody's then, got uh, a podcast these days, you know. Yeah, so the Ickbink podcast, look for that in, uh, I'd say, March or April. But I'm also getting married in April or May, so forgive me if it takes a little bit. That's right. Well, congratulations on your marriage. And um, are you going to watch any shows tonight on TV? I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up a movie... Uh, God, I've been watching a lot of great movies while I've been homesick. But right now I'm watching a movie called... Uh, Anal Intruder 7. No Man. Uh, no, I'm going to make something up so you don't know that that's what I'm watching. But it's called No Man's Land, and it's uh, a Bosnian and a Serb trapped between the Bosnian and Serbian front lines. And the two of them are trapped together in this in this trench with a, with a third guy who's lying on a landmine. And if they pick him up, boom. It's, he's dead. That's there was an intense. episode of Perfect Strangers like that, I think. I that think this I, was based on that. I think it's a when Balky and Larry found that landmine. The uh, the bulky character in this is really hilarious. He's the one lying on the landmine. So, but I also just watched Grizzly Man, a wonderful documentary, and I uh, and I finally got around to watching End of the Century, the Ramones documentary. I had no idea how miserable those people were. And, I, and like that, that surprise ending where where Joey dies. Was yeah, sad. I didn't see it coming. And then Johnny dies. And then now, I think... Is, is Dee Dee dead now? Yeah, Dee Dee, Dee Dee died of a heroin overdose first. Then Joey. Now Johnny's dead of cancer. There's only one original Ramon left, and that was Tommy. And Tommy wasn't even in the band the whole time because they replaced him with Marky. You know, it's so, eerie. Is I, I drove to San Ramon uh, the other day, which is kind of like one of the Ramones, isn't it? Totally, totally. I heard San Ramon was named after a mutual love of Santa Claus and the Ramones. Yo, a little East Bay humor flavor. Yo. Speaking of which, here's, here's something very silly I have to share with you that that reminds me of, as goofy as it is. Um, I went to Success High School. It was a high school for screw-ups. It was a continuation school. It was called Success it, High School? Isn't that great? So, like, all the, this is like a, all the, you, get kicked, you got kicked out of school, right? Right. And so it's, you it's had to like, go to uh, success school. So like you, you... I, I guess I guess it's like calling the fat guy tiny. But I, I asked about the name and apparently they were gonna teach the kids a bit of democracy and let the kids name the school. And uh so they held, you know, votes and, and nominated names and um apparently uh, <laughs> the school board stepped in and didn't allow the the kids to name the school and so we just missed our chance to have uh Roseville be one of the only towns around with Led Zeppelin High School. Oh, man. That would have been Wouldn't great. Wouldn't that have been great? I had a so, chance to name my high school before. I, I thought it was a valuable lesson for the kids, though, because it really did teach them about, <laughs> something, about, about democracy, which is that it's bullshit. Yeah, it kind of is. The, the government, especially lately, has been kind of especially bullshitty, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm no political people, expert. But, People with you know. no money have no power. Young screw-up kids who got kicked out of school are not going to name the school Led Zeppelin High. Wow. I mean, you probably would have got gonna, sued, though. They this probably is powerful, would... isn't it? Yeah, you we know. We went in a deep direction with this. This is like a whole, um, 
Do you, do you believe that abortion should be legal or illegal? <laughs> no. Um, I think that it can be fun. I think as long as there's gravy, it's okay with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Well, this is going to be the most uh, usable sound clip for a podcast since I, I, that I time I... Uh, some, I hope you're ready to do some editing. I'm always ready to do editing with you, if you know what I mean. Uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, you ought to make t-shirts that just say, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I sure would, would like great. to fuck you, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> man, I'm right, not man. gay or anything, but having sex with a guy that would be cool. See, so you were watching a, a documentary about that guy that got eaten by a grizzly bear? Yeah, that was a real... <laughs> Excuse me, i got a review of it up right now at rockass.net. What a, what a fantastic documentary. Herzog did a really, really good job. Yes. He, he, but, you know, I wish they showed the the video of him getting eaten. Well, there's nothing to see. It would have just been oh, the audio. Oh, just audio only? Yeah. I guess it'd just be like five minutes of him going, Oh, fuck, stop biting me. I guess you oh. can hear the sound of his girlfriend hitting the bear on the head with a frying pan. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I, I wonder if it was that. like those Looney Tunes cartoons, like where she hit the bear with a frying pan and then like his face retained the shape of a frying pan for like three seconds before he, he beat it. I bet that happened. I totally, did that day. Yeah. All right, well, hey, uh, thanks thanks for uh, uh, joining us today, and uh, we'll try to plan this uh, more in advance next time so I don't interrupt you. Sure. Uh, uh, are you making some green tea right now? Uh, I'm drinking this uh, menthol tea called <laughs> Tea for Colds. <laughs> it's just like a bag of Lipton's that was dipped in Vicks Vapor Rub. <laughs> Maybe, but breathing the vapor seems to help. I'm eating raw cashews, and I have no idea if that's good or bad for my throat, but I can't stop eating. I think it gives you, like, diverticulitis or something. Well, as long as we're having so much of this interview, as long as we go into my, my health. I have this cold, and I'm on steroids. Is your dick shrinking? Because they put me shrinking? back on steroids for my stomach. Is your dick shrinking? Oh, not those kind of steroids, thank God. But the steroids no, but these are the good me. ones. <laughs> wow. So, uh, so they're steroids to keep you from what? I mean, why do you take them? Should I say it? This yeah, is going to be the think... best piece of a podcast ever. It keeps me from shitting blood, Robert. But why would you? Uh, why would you want to stop that? You could I put, know, like, it's you a could put, mechanism. You know what you could do is like put the toilet paper in the in the um, toilet before you went to the bathroom, and it'd be like spin art. It's <laughs> 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 chance to use the expression "sit and spin" again too. Exactly. Spin art. Way. Do you ever Spinart. use those those things that you put in your toilet that that make the water blue when you flush it? So I could shit in there and I'd get purple. Yeah, or you can pee in it. and It makes it green. It's like a good way to teach kids about color. Yeah. But what does yeah. brown and blue make though? You know, I when I uh, brown and blue makes brown. I think brown and anything makes brown. Um, no, that's brown just and blue like that's a racist a way to think about things. You know. Oh yeah. It's like you I'm know. A student of- I'm a student of color. White, white, and black means black. It's it's like it taints the white. That's just such a, a, a xenophobic way of looking. <laughs> oh, at Oh, dude, you're burning in hell. Um, yeah. So when I left your house on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. I I went home and shit a bunch of blood. And so I called the emergency room and they told me to come in. And I said, "Oh, what? I'm going to go." Sit Speaking there of which, I still can't home. find my wiffle ball bat. What, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I told them I wasn't going to sit there for eight hours while people would 
bullet holes in them went in ahead of me that I'd be better off in my bed. So they really later that, later that night home. for reals on New Year's Eve. That's why I did New Year's Eve. I sat at home talking to the emergency room on the phone and ultimately decided, um, with their blessing, that it was okay for me to stay home. Do you have to, like, put maxi pads in your ass crack so that you don't soil your underwear? No, I never got to that point. Everything it only comes out when I go make a, a movement, you know. Well, that's good. I mean, it's not like, so it's not trickling throughout the day. No, no, I'm only bleeding on the inside. Everything's working and keeping it in there. It's better kind of like the te- tears a of a clown, job. right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's with you know bleeding. He's laughing on the inside. Me, I'm bleeding on the inside. There's a smile on my butt. It's only this is the best iPod the yeah, podcast, whatever you call these things, ever. This is good stuff, right you know, here. And, and each time you say that this is the best podcast ever, it knocks us up like three points on the chart. Awesome. This I think we just uh, beat. We just beat uh, the Jerry Perry podcast. Nice. But, Has Jerry got one? He should. He's hella cool, huh? I like Jerry. You should interview Jerry. You want his number? If that doesn't work, Folks, try don't don't call that number if you if you heard that. It's it's area code. You're gonna seven, edit that. You're gonna edit that out. Seven zero two area code in Nevada. You're gonna edit well, that out, right? No. <laughs> he could probably use the friends. You can't possibly put all of this in there. We've been talking for an hour about me shitting blood. Sixteen minutes and twenty-seven seconds so far. I'll edit out that that. A mistaken third-party conference call that we had at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but uh, it's so funny. I don't know much about this podcasting, but obviously I don't either. Quality control is not too stringent, huh? No, it's not. This is sort of a social experiment. See how many subscribers. Oh, I keep hey, listen, my 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 original shitting blood story. Yes. Um, I just got picked up by Morbid Curiosity magazine, so that'll be out in May. That's exciting. You know, I I just uh, subscribed to them. For the, it's just, I just started to get the shoe phone, though. Hmm. Yeah, call me from that. That'd be cool. Cool, man. Hey, I just got to right, interview a, a, a celebrity last week. What do you mean? You're interviewing a celebrity right now, asshole. I know, but like somebody who might get an Oscar. I'm serious. Who? Who? Who did you talk to? It's this girl named... Oh, Pocahontas. Corianka Kilcher, yeah. But you think I don't read your website, man? I'm telling you, I'm a big fan. I know. I wish you'd join our message boards again, though, because we miss you there so much. Yeah, it doesn't look like anyone's posting much these days. No, they're posting in different... I look. You know what it is? Is they're, they're posting on the specific areas of the message boards more. People are going to the movies, TV, comic book sections like crazy, and not just in the whatever the hell you want to talk about part as much. Oh, good. Well, did you get rid of that admin yet, the one that's no good? You mean... That, that dude? Nah, nah, because he knows shit about me, and i got to let him keep working there. But, oh, okay. Uh, okay, well, hey, I'll let nice. you go. I'm going to watch ER tonight. It's not as good this season, but it's, uh, you know, I I, li- I really like Maura Tierney. She's pretty fine. Do you ever watch news radio? Call. You can come over, we'll get a picture. All right. Well, hey, All everybody, right. uh, check out Keith's website at rockass.net. And it's a lot more coherent and funny than than what this conversation might lead you to believe. But uh, it's totally worth it. God, I hope so. Get editing, Robert. Okay, hey, and um, some styptic uh, pencil in the ass will will help with the bleeding. Good tip for me. And Ben Gay will help, too. All right, thanks. All right. Hey, have a good night, Keith. Good night.
Adios, muchacho. Hey, is anyone still there? Oh, well, thanks for putting up with that. I thought it was funny. I hope you guys did, too. Um, always like to hear from you. Please email me at rberry at retrocrush.com. Uh, or call the Retro Crush hotline. Haven't had any callers in the last two days. I wonder if it's working. Uh, 916-231-9480. Call and leave a voicemail. Uh, be happy to listen to it and perhaps even play it on the podcast. Um, I'm going to leave you today with a theme to one of my favorite cartoons from the Harvey cartoons, the part of the Casper family of cartoons back in the day, Little Audrey. But when it's time to follow them, well, that's another thing. Little Audrey says. Bye, little Audrey. Goodbye, everybody. Join us next time. Some other day. <laughs>